This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 12OP. Use the code 12OP for, ready for this, 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 12OP. Use the promo code 12OP. Jimbo Morrison first overall from the YouTube. What's up, Jimbo Morrison? Vincent Scaramuzzo first on the Facebook. Good morning, everybody. What's up, uh, Aaron McCauley and uh, Adrian Driscoll, of course. David Turner, what's up? David Strauss, hey. Uh, Debbie up there in Boston. Wayne Boo Atkins, Daniel Connolly, and Darren Albertson, and Billy DeTore. Hey, Billy. Where's the doggy? Where what do you think? Doggy's right behind me. Uh he's sleeping right now. He played with a uh a mastiff. This thing was fucking huge and it was on a giant rope chain. The guy starts looking at me, he's like, he's actually friendly, and I'm looking at this thing because it was growling and really wanted to get at doggy. So I said, All right, let's go, and I let it go. And they they played together, but uh this mastiff, even though he was, quote, friendly. He was uh, very aggressive and very big, very vocal, uh, and played very, very rough. And then I was like, hey, what's the name of your dog? And the guy goes, honey. Honey, honey, yeah. And then, you know, he got knocked around a little bit, and the owner was like, "Like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, man, I want my kids, and I want my dog to be knocked around a little bit. Keep them honest. When I'm when my kids go in this ocean, you know my wife gets a little nervous and 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 paranoid. I'm like, man, let them get knocked over by a wave. It'll teach them respect for the ocean. By the way, someone said something brilliant on my Twitter this morning. Something like most people don't understand the significance of Opie and Anthony fighting with Carol Miller back in the day. And I'm like, thank you. I don't know if we have old timers here, but well, me and Anthony came to New York City to do radio. We came from a massively successful show up there in Boston. Got fired for the mayor's prank. Uh, everybody wanted to hire us. We had two opportunities in New York. And uh, we picked K-Rock over WNEW. K-Rock was the home of Howard Stern. And fucking Howard put his foot down and said he didn't want those guys on his channel. That's where Baby Boy started with us. Because uh, CBS Radio, they sat us down. They're like, you got two offers. You could go to WNEW, which we own, or K-Rock. So we're like, okay, no brainer, man. We know we were successful on Alternative Rock. And we'll just be successful on the New York uh, version of WAAF. So we picked that. And, you know, they were a much younger audience than WNEW. And the next thing you know, my agent calls. He goes, bad news. Uh, they, they, uh, they can't put you on K-Rock because of Howard. I'm like, what the fuck? This is a true story, by the way. He's such a bitch. I should just run through all the bitchy things Howard Stern did to us over the years. But he's such a bitch. So then we had to go to WNEW, which was a disaster and not the place for me and Anthony whatsoever. It was all these old-time rock jocks 
that were hired by NEW when playing the music really, really mattered. And uh, they really weren't saying much about between the records, but for some reason, New York City ate up the WNEW format for many, many years. But now it was very antiquated and they threw us in the mix and we were surrounded by all these old timers. The only one that was uh, cool to us was Scott Muni, who's a legend. And uh, Carol Miller came on after us, and she didn't understand why we were making fun of the music and not playing the music and just being good boys about the music. Uh, songs you've heard a million times in your life. And I said, fuck this, we gotta take on Carol Miller. So we battled. We battled every day in, in the crossover. And then she famously said that uh, she's, her listeners are her friends or something like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're just playing a, a dumb door song that everyone has heard on the radio a thousand times. You, you don't have any connection to your listeners. When you actually talk like we are today, this is when you make a connection with listeners, right? And she just battled us and I give her credit for that because uh, the other guys, they wouldn't battle us to our faces. They would leave like um, hate faxes around the studio. That was before, obviously, social media. So all these people were like, who are these Opie and Anthony guys? They stink. Get them off WNEW. And these assholes would get these faxes coming in, and then they would hang them up around the studio, but they wouldn't confront us directly. And I said, fuck that. So we went at it with Carol Miller, and God bless her for, uh, for battling us. I think it took a lot of balls. And the significance of that, long story short, was uh, it was either going to be, are we going to continue playing this old, boring, who gives a fuck music, or are we going to do something new and different at, at, at WNEW, and we're going to lead the way? And Gary Wall was our PD at the, at the time, and he's like, keep doing exactly what you're doing. Keep battling these guys, because he knew that uh, he was stuck with them for whatever reason, whether it was a union or contracts or whatever, but he loved that we were... We were uh, taking out the old bullshit uh, format of WNEW. WNEW, the rock of New York. Good afternoon. It's Opie and it's Anthony. I, I just reached a milestone with that uh, song, Anthony. A milestone in your life? Why? That was the 20,000th time I've heard that song on the radio. Really? 20,000th time. That's a, that's a lot. I'm keeping track of it. Yeah, it was really? a very important song to uh, play. Oh, a very special song to play during the evolution of the rock in New York. We're in the year 1982. We're stuck in the year 1982 right now. Our nightmare continues. Our nightmare continues, yes. Yeah. Oh, look. Oh, Carol Miller hates us. Here, Plug in your headphones, Carol. Oh, yeah. All right. Carol is going to be representative of the people that appreciate this music and this special program, the evolution of the rock of New York, that has been put together here on a... I need a mic. WNEW. There we go. Now, <laughs> Opie's cranking up the delay. What do you expect? Some cursing, Opie? Hell yeah. We're all professionals here. No, I, I got to wait for a delay. I need at least eight seconds. Oh. Uh, well, get over. There. She's scared of the stand next to you, Anthony. Oh, let me get on this one. No, no, you stay over there. No, no, stay over there. No. You got your technical stuff together, don't you? All right, so what problem did you have with us yesterday, Carol? Yeah. You. I had a problem with you, the two of yous. Right. What happened? No, what no, happened? Just kidding. Uh, she didn't like the fact that Anthony was playing the kazoo to all these great 
classic rock yeah, tune. I think they needed kazoo. These cheesy <laughs> but old classic rock songs. Yeah, how can we go from a week before we start this yeah, special goofing okay. on but old rock, and then we go into but old rock, and we're supposed to act like uh, we liked it? Uh, listen, first of all, it's a matter of opinion. But, you know, a lot of this stuff, including the stuff that you were ranking on yesterday, I mean, I really dig this stuff. I was playing it for people. Of I was course, there. people will I dig this it. stuff. And you know something? Wait, 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 like, wait, wait, wait. I dig this stuff, too, when I heard it on NEW, but I don't want to hear it anymore. Well, I want to move on. Problem. I want to move on to the future. Yeah, well, I want to hear it. What do you want to hear? Third Eye Meatball Blind? No, I want to hear the latest from the Black Crows. I want to yeah, hear the latest that. from Kiss. Yeah, so? the latest from the Rolling Stones. We can't play any of that this week because we have to play Marshall Crenshaw someday, somewhere. Well, I think this is a good trip down uh, like a recent memory lane. We've been doing that, that for no. 31 years. 31 years here at NEW. This no, has no, been no, a classic no, 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 rock no, no, station no, no, for, no, no, for no. many years. We've been going down memory lane. You don't know. Most of these people have every single one of these CDs at home. If they want to take a trip down memory lane, then they should play it at home. You should go talk at home. Oh, oh, that hurts. Oh, oh my oh, God. Hurts. No, listen, Do you realize no, NEW has yeah. to, has to, to be competitive in New York, move into the future? Do you realize it's been stagnating mm -hmm. like a pool of green water with, with chinch bugs in well, it? Well, let me tell you all something. Hmm. I'm not the management here, neither are you. All right. But if it's been stagnating, I've been stagnating here for the last uh, how many years, and I still love the music. And there's a lot of people that want well, to hear it. Carol, all right, how, would, how many listeners did we gain today by going down memory lane playing Marshall Crenshaw uh, someday, someday? Marshall Crenshaw did a really nice Christmas concert for us. Who cares? Holy I don't geez. care anymore. A We're lot of people do. This is the music that has gotten us to 23rd place. No, 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 no. Yes, no, no. it is. You know what's For gotten, God's sake, no, it Carol. If we played most of this music, we wouldn't be in 23rd place. Oh, oh, my God. God. You're, you're on crack. Carol. I'm not on crack. There's a lot of music. Are you having a flashback? Did you do acid back in the 60s? No, I wish I did. Are though. you having a flashback? No. This is not the music that is going to get us into uh, first place. This isn't the attitude of the station that's going to get us into uh, uh, the top ten. Jock's doing in New York. good segues and playing this crap is not going to get us out of the basement uh, well, we're of, just talking of about New York Radio. Here. We are talking about music here. And a lot of the stuff that we're playing on this special is a lot of the meat and potatoes stuff that people haven't heard in a long Ricky time. Ricky Lee Jones, Chucky's in Love, who cares? Oh, well, that's, uh, to me, Do you think I'm sexy, Rod Stewart? Rod Stewart. Me and Opie's dream came true yesterday when we had to play Do You Think I'm Sexy? Well, let me tell you something. Holy jeez. That song was always, that was a sense of humor. So that was a funny song to begin with. It's not a funny song. Sure it it's, it's an embarrassment. Sure it is. Carol, take all these CDs. Look yeah. at them. Look I'm at them. looking I'll, at them. I'll get a U-Haul truck. Take every single one of these CDs, resign, take those CDs, and you can play them wherever you want. And we'll compete and see who, who ends up in the top ten first. Yes. Oh, yeah, but I'll tell you one thing. I'll make a deal with you. What? If I play my CDs for a month, and you yak for a month and play yours, I bet you you go down to 25th. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Oh, no, no. I, I don't, don't like that bet. No, listen. Seriously, guys, if I love you. But... If you're brave enough, resign, <laughs> take all the CDs, and uh, trust me, there's you know, there's so, many radio, there's so many radio stations in New York, someone will pick you up. Let me tell you all something. You can take all these CDs and play them and see what happens. <laughs> I should trust you? Yeah, trust me. Why should, now, why shouldn't you trust me? Resign on the air, right now. Carol Mill is going to resign. <laughs> oh, kiss my ass, but you'd probably like it. Come on. Resign no, on no, 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 no. You resign on the air. Resign on the air. we got to move forward here. Resign. Yeah, we are. Ta take all these CDs. I'll get the U-Haul truck and resign right now. No, I, I, I resign myself to hopefully remaining in my seat playing the best rock of the present, past, is and it, future that I possibly can. Is it only a coincidence? W -W -W, the rock of New York. The only people but that yes. are enjoying this is Carol. 
Scott so and Dave Herman. I don't th I don't know that Dave and Scott are enjoying some of this music as much as I am. I I think so. No 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 no. This it's is this is the this is the kind of the early eighties. We era. have to move this station forward. forward. We feel like we were doing something uh -huh. for uh, a few months, moving uh -huh. forward, uh -huh. revitalizing, uh -huh. re-energizing WNEW, and then now we're stopped. We and we're looking backwards. We've been looking back thirty years at this station. Let's. Let's move forward. Time to move forward. Damn it, Opie. Give me a Metallica CD. <laughs> She's not going to resign. Take, no, I'm not going to resign. You can have all these CDs and resign. No, you can have these You'd microphones have the, and resign. You would oh. have the best CD collection in the history of yo, uh, yo, yo, wait, wait, wait. mankind. You know, actually, um, we do here at WNEW, and that's why we're playing it for you. Ugh. Oh my God, the, this, oh, the company is, line. This is, my, this is my music, man. Don't mess with my music. Well, no, it's pathetic. Uh, There's no. Yeah. Uh -huh. Me and Anthony, Anthony and I are the only ones brave enough to stick up to the fact that this special sucks. That's it. Well, maybe we'll not, go on, not on one the other person down the hall will come in here and admit to us live on the air that this special sucks. I understand people put hard work into this. I'm not taking away from yeah. that. But the hard work went into Paulie Shore movies too. Okay. Does hard work it, go into your show too? Yes. Uh, yes. Mm. We take every show very seriously. Well, yes, I won't we even do. have to finish the sentence now, do I? Uh, uh, well, it's not your ooh, cup ooh, of tea, ooh, Carol. And it's not the cup of tea of the people that are liking this special. For God's sake. We got to get out of this. All right. We, we got to get, get out of get away from I this. Guarantee, uh, I, <laughs> I, Magnon I guarantee. Radio. I guarantee what Anthony and I yeah. do mm -hmm. every afternoon yeah. entertain many more people on the way home from work than playing this crap. This um, crap. Well, first of all... Oh, stick around. The Stray Cat, Stray Cat Strut is on the way. Can't wait to hear that again. I, I think I've only heard it 8,000 times so far. How many times have you worn the, those jeans? What jeans? I don't Whatever have jeans on. Whatever they are there. What does that have to do with the price of tomatoes? I'll tell you what. Because your favorite music is kind of like your favorite clothes. Stuff oh. I'm not wearing bell-bottoms anymore. I don't need to. I've moved on with my... You want to do that analogy, sometimes your underwear gets skid marks that you got to throw away. Well, I'll tell you something. About <laughs> if you want to talk about laundry. Bell-bottoms. Bell-bottoms are in this... Oh, I'm turning your mic off. <laughs> we got to move on. We're moving on. we got to get out of this. So are you going to resign and take all these CDs? That's all I need to know right now. No. Why? Why, why should I? Well, obviously there's like heads <laughs> banging here, okay? There's Anthony and I right, and the enough. rest of the whole damn radio station. So something's got to give eventually, trust me. Well, what are we up to? 1830? Yeah, well, I've been arm wrestling here for 15 years, buddy, so you just hang on. Oh. Hang on. Oh, oh, the evolution of the Rock in New York continues, continues with this ditty. What is it? <laughs> you might remember this one. <laughs> to rest. Lay the music to rest. Lay the jocks to rest. It's time to move forward. Let's go. On the way, John Mellencamp. <laughs> I'm glad we made our point. Now we got to play John Mellencamp, <laughs> Jack and Diane for the 10,000th ah! time. Stray Cat's on the way. Did we play George Thurgood? I don't even know. Yeah, okay, we did. did. Okay. Anybody ever tell you, shut up! <laughs> I turned off your mic. And I'm on the air. And, uh, I know. And we oh, man, you cursed there, man. Uh, a little, a little, uh, little tense, Opie. And that was the significance of us fighting with Carol Miller. Because if we never fought with Carol Miller, we would have been the odd men out, man. They would have, they would have knocked us out.
because that's what they were trying to do. They're like, man, if these guys are successful in afternoons, and then we had no business being successful in afternoons at WNEW because uh, we had everything against us. We had to play this music that no one gave a shit about, and uh, we were surrounded by all these, uh, quote, legendary rock jocks. And I remember after about, um, I don't know, I always say about six months. I think it was about six months. Me and Anthony were driving back and forth to the city from Long Island for our show. And I remember a couple ratings books came in and we were not moving the needle at all. And I think we, I don't, I don't know if we signed for two years. We probably signed for two years, but I knew the clock was running and I knew if we didn't move the needle soon, we were fucked. So I, I looked at Anthony famously and I said, dude, we got to just, we just got to do what we know what to do. And that is to just start talking a lot more and blow off all that fucking music. Because, because a lot of times when you get a radio job and you don't have a, a name or anything like that, they force you to play all the stupid music. And then they're like, okay, you can talk for like two or three minutes in between, uh, I don't know, Cheryl Crow and the Rolling Stones. So then all of a sudden we're like, well, fuck that. We're going to just start blowing off the Sheryl Crow and the Rolling Stones and the Rod Stewart and all this other shit. And we're just going to start babbling. And then uh, we just babbled, babbled, babbled. And instead of playing like 10 songs an hour, we were down to playing maybe two or three just to give ourselves a break. Ratings come out and all of a sudden it was just like a little bit of a tick up. And next thing you know, we were on our rocket ship and never turned back. And then all those guys were got fired one after another and they started bringing in all the other talk show guys some that you know to this day like uh ron and fez and uh the dude from the sports guys that worked with boomer carton yeah craig carton he was he was at the new back in the day and then they brought on don and mike and that asshole tom likus who would trash us he was a guy that oh god the tom likus story i love this one so Tom Likas was on WNEW as well. He was syndicated, but he would come to New York every once in a while and do his show. He hated our fucking guts because we were we were becoming very, very successful. And uh, so Tom Likas would be in New York. We would finish our show, and uh, he'd be on. I don't remember everyone's uh, shift anymore, but all I know is Tom Likas was on from a studio at NEW trashing me and Anthony. And he used to wear sunglasses all the time in a dark studio. He, you know, he was one of those guys, man. He was so cool. Oh, yeah, Scott Farrell was part of that lineup, too. Oh, my God, how do I forget uh, Scott Farrell? But we paved the way for all those guys by uh, taking on Carol Miller. That's why that whole thing was so significant. We opened the doors for everybody and a, and a format change at WNEW. So Tom Like is, is beating the shit out of us in a, in a studio at WNEW. This... Sorry, ladies. Sorry. This pussy, he locked the door because I'm like, I look at it like, F this. I'm going to go confront the guy. And I went to the studio and I, I was just going to you know, barge right in while he was live on the, on the radio. Like, what's your fucking problem? Here I am, man. Stop talking shit. I'm right in front of you, right? He had the door locked. So then I'm screaming and yelling all sorts of names through the door like, unlock this door, you wimp. Unlock this door. That's how brave he was. He was trashing us, but made sure the studio door was locked so we couldn't confront him. Oh my God! Let's say uh, let's say hi to somebody from the private Facebook group. the The link is in uh, the private Facebook group. Darren Albertson, what's going on, brother? 
Wisconsin back into Chicago. Wait, you're in a truck? Yeah. And you're going from where? Wisconsin to Chicago? Yeah, but uh, third trip already today. Holy shit. What are you uh, hauling? Every day. Cardboard boxes. That's all I haul. Nothing besides cardboard boxes. Don't we have enough cardboard boxes everywhere? To last you a lifetime. The warehouse yeah. I bought is a one million square foot warehouse filled with boxes. Damn, bro. Where's home? Uh, just west of Chicago. I love that Chicago. It's not that fun anymore. Uh, why? Because of the, what happened up there? Oh, uh, I got shot at a couple days ago. The rolling to Chicago. I got it's sort of the, hard to hear you, but did you say you got sorry. shot at? Yeah, rolling down the expressway. The gangs out here like to initiate um, their upcoming members and having them take fire on moving vehicles. Are you serious? 100%. You can find it on the news. It's all over. I uh, No, I believe you, brother. I, I absolutely believe you, but that's that's nuts. We had a truck driver in the south side of Chicago get hit uh, to the door. They're not trying to take out the actual truck drivers. They're just hitting your rig? Oh, no. They're trying to take out the actual driver. Oh, my God. Are you they, getting hazard pay for this? I wish. <laughs> I got to pay for being what they call an essential employee during this whole pandemic stuff. Yeah. It looks like you got a lot of potholes, too, you're going over right now. That was train tracks. I apologize. Oh, I don't care. It's all good. Well, God, Darren, it's a pleasure to see you and uh, finally meet you, man. I've seen your, yeah. your name on the live stream every goddamn morning. All right, brother. I'm going to let you go, all right? Oh, I appreciate it. Have a good day. Vinny. Morning, buddy. How's it going? I'm tired today. How are you, bud? Uh, moving a little slow. Went out for a friend's birthday last night. Um, you would have loved the the COVID protocols there, which were pretty much non-existent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't seen these people like there's a lot of people we haven't seen in probably a year. So all of a sudden, we're going to see these people we haven't seen in a year because you know here in Connecticut the numbers are pretty low. A lot of people got yeah. their vaccines, and I'm not a hugger. I know you're probably not the hugging type. All of a sudden, everybody's hugging, hugging with no masks on. It just seemed like a little, little much for first time out, you know? Uh, man, I felt it in New York. It's over. People, I mean, they could try to to tell people to hunker down for another month or two, but uh, the collective have uh, decided it's over. It's absolutely yeah. over. I, I got to be honest, yesterday... I walked into this place that I've been walking into for the last year to get takeout. And for the first time, because I got my first shot, still taking it seriously, but I felt like a new man. Like, holy fuck, I, I think I could start going back out again. You get, you still got to be careful, obviously, but. Yeah, they say, I think after the first, I'm not a doctor, so look it up yourself, everybody. But I don't know, 80%, I think, protected after the first one. And then the second one takes you up over 95 but i mean it did feel we hadn't been out to like bars i guess if you will you know we've been out to yeah. dinner here and here and there but we all yeah. went out this whole group went out to a bar afterwards and it, it was pretty bad it turned into you kind of wear your mask in you know how you take it off at the table and then they never the mask kind of never went back on that that was right like people were walking around people saying hello at the bar it's 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 busted open now yeah, my uh, my doctor friend. Look, uh, we're not experts here. I gotta always say that when it comes to the coronavirus. But uh, he said pretty much eighty five percent as well. Um, and he, he basically said, "Look, you're 
you're in a much better position is how he put it. He goes, just don't go uh, licking. <laughs> just don't go licking homeless ass. I'm like, you're, you're supposed to be a doctor. What the? <laughs> I think we're not there's a better way to put it than that. Uh, we're not experts, but the experts aren't experts. If I have to hear Fauci one more time, by, by the way, I'm a, I'm a self-hating Italian. Don't put Italians in charge of anything like that. We are the worst. Oh, you're not a fan of the Fauci? No, I'm not a fan of the Fauci. I'm not a fan of the Cuomo. You see what happens? You don't put Italians in charge of stuff. I know I'm going to get in trouble for that, but I listen, look at my last right. name. I could, I could say it. I'm sorry. I, the only thing about Cuomo, I love that he's uh, not backing down to all the peer pressure around him. I like that part of this whole thing, which is I'm yeah. torn because I usually uh, believe the women when they come forward. Um, but I also hate this cancel culture and, and his fellow politicians were trying to knock him out. And he basically said, yeah, I'm not leaving. And now they're they're looking at each other like, wait, this usually works. He, he, he's supposed to step down now. And he's, you know, I like that someone's going to hang in there and actually get the investigation done and not panic and, and, uh, and leave office before the investigation is complete. So I like that part of it. And that has nothing to do with his politics or anything else. I just like that somebody out there is finally fighting back against cancel culture where the mob gets involved and and puts the pressure on you to a point where you're like, wow, I can't do my job anymore. And some of these people know they're probably innocent, but they're like, it doesn't even matter anymore because now I can't do my job uh, the right way. So I, I guess I got to step down. And I like well, the fact that he's uh, he's going to fight it right to the end. And maybe in the end, he he's an, an absolute creep. Did you see this the other day? I mentioned it on, this, on the stream yesterday. Um, there's a blues guitarist, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, if you're into blues him. music. Yeah, so... He got canceled the other day because he won some blues award and whatever, you know, association was giving him this award decided to pull it because he's a classic car guy and he has an old Dodge, like the, the General Lee car from the Dukes of Hazard, you know, the orange one with the O1 on it. Sure. And on the roof of that is the Confederate flag. Right. So because of that, they're pulling his award and he gave a great post. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, basically, look. Um, for you, know, he's between my age and your age. He's you know, late forties, early fifties. He's like, look, I grew up on this show. This was the number one show on TV for five years in a row. This was my childhood. I bought the car because yeah. I love the show, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting rid of the car, and I'm not apologizing just because there's a flag on the top. He goes, I actually covered it for the last five years, and if you're pulling my award, pull my award. That's it. So, oh, again, good for I'll, him, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't apologize. I mean, the guy's a blues guitarist. I don't think he, you know, that's that's a uh, yeah, that's I don't a, think the two things have anything to do with each other, by the way. I mean, there was a time that that car was completely accepted. It was a it was a hit TV show. We had matchbox cars as kids of that car. That was that was the show. It, it doesn't mean that you're you're a fucking racist because you're collecting that car. I, where are the reasonable people these days? I, they're, they're nowhere to be found. And I think, like I said, cancel culture is heading to a point where if you're in the public eye or you're you're in the arts or whatever, you're going to want to be canceled because that's where the cool shit is going to be eventually because they're, they're just going after too much stuff now. Yeah, I, I guess so. But you were talking about like uh, uh, Boomer and Carton and then Carton being back on in the afternoons on, uh, yeah. on New York radio. That's a perfect example of you're canceled unless the company thinks they can make a lot of money off you. Then you're not canceled because Carton was canceled and then their afternoon ratings were dying. They needed a replacement for the big show that yeah. was on there. And then all of a sudden Carton's, you know, he's forgiven and everything's good again. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it happened to me and Anthony. I, I tell the famous story. We get 
fired for the Sex for Sam prank at St. Patrick's Cathedral. They try to ruin our careers, and they made us sit out for two and a half years. And that the whole thing was they were trying to hurt us so badly that uh, we'd have a tough time coming back. And we certainly did at first uh, because there was no social media. So when they say you can't do anything, you're fucked. You can't even like communicate with your your audience or your listeners anymore. Same company were so desperate when David Lee Roth failed when he took over for Howard Stern that they had to look at us again and they brought us back to save their fucking company. And it was all about the money oh, yeah. they were losing. It, was, it had nothing to do with uh, morality. Nothing. And it's a great point by you. Uh, these companies have this fake morality. Uh, but if they think they can make money off you, then they're going to look the other way. I mean... Look, Howard Stern, uh, a lot of old bits popped up of him wearing blackface. And a lot of guys that did the blackface bit, they were canceled. Cancel culture got them. But Sirius XM's like, we ain't canceling Howard Stern. This guy brings in way no. too much fucking money for us. But if it was a, a lesser known show at Sirius XM, then they would have shown their morality and said, well, we got to get rid of this guy. You know, it's all bullshit. Are you frozen or am I that yeah, boring there, Vincent Scaramuzzo? I'm with you. I don't want to, you know, get people dizzy, but um, no, the second you can't bring in the cash, you're, you're done. You know, I think I've told you before, I, I grew up um, just north of your city place in Yonkers, New York. So just north of the city. And that was, we were, you know, that was the W NEW days. And that, I mean, it was just so much fun. But I think back now to the stuff that was going on. I mean, 20% of that wouldn't even get close to getting on the radio right now. It's insane how much stuff you guys got, got through. Oh God, yeah, it's a, it's amazing. We were the we were the last ones because when we blew it up with that sex for Sam thing, uh, the government came down on radio companies, and we made it very very hard for anyone else <laughs> to uh, follow our path at that point. That is that is a fact. That'll be written in the in the history books of broadcasting. We were the we were the we were the ones that changed the game because. There was a time when you were outrageous as a shock jock and you would get these fines from the FCC. The radio companies would pay them like it was nothing. And, and it was so funny because it, it happened to us over the years. They would scold us publicly because they had to make it look good. And then behind closed doors, they were giving us like extra vacation or giving us raises or giving us pats on the back, like keep doing exactly what you're doing. But then the FCC said they understood that game. They said, well, no, we got to make this hurt. So when a radio guy acts up and, and breaks the, the rules, we got to hit them hard. And, and they changed uh, how much uh, the, the fines were. I forget exactly how how high they went up. But it, it, it got to a point where uh, these companies couldn't do business with edgy personalities anymore. Oh, I'm sure. And that, and you were talking about like battling Carol King. And then, yeah, Muni was pretty cool. He was a legend in New York. And I think that whole battle, Battle is what made the show like you were, you know, part of the show and part of the ride was the battle, right? Trying to finally be able to do your thing. And, and by the way, I think when, when you get a hundred listeners, you know, texting you every morning on this thing, you know, when are you getting a show? I, I think that's probably part of what it is, bud. they, I think, so I know you hate being called bud, but sorry. Um, they, oh, I think good. myself and a lot of the people, a lot of the people on here is, we feel like maybe this is the next ride. Uh, it, it's already something to me. I, I enjoy doing this, and uh, yeah, we'll see where how far we can take this. That's for sure. As someone's making fun of the fact that I only have fifty eight people on YouTube, I guess that's supposed to bother me. I'm like, dude, watch if you if you think this is enjoyable. If not, just move on. We don't our little group. We don't give a fuck. And if we continue adding people to our little group and it, and it turns into something, well, damn, that'll be that'll be just great. 
I got to go. I want to put one more guy on before I jump off. Later. Talk to you soon. All right. Vinny Scaramuzzo, everyone. One of the regulars every single morning uh, supporting uh, the live stream. I think we have time for one more. Let's say hi to Ian. Ian B. Oh, what? he's got a professional microphone and everything. What's up, Opie? How you doing? Why you got a professional microphone? You got a better setup than me. Oh, my gosh. Because that's how I do it. Come on. I learned from the best. That's why. Are you a podcaster? Obviously. Yes, I yeah, po podcaster started in broadcasting, you know, to long long time ago, 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. But podcasting's been the way to go. I, I gotta say, I've been very happy. I've been doing it for about six years. Oh, nice. What's the name of your show? Why don't you check out uh the two-man power trip of wrestling, the TMPT Empire? How about that one? All right, there you go. But uh no, so much, man. Now I'm happy to jump in. I, I I've been a part of the other Facebook group. And just very ignorant to know that there's actually uh, the other Facebook group. So I'm a supporter now, and I'm very happily one. I just wanted to jump on and say hi. Yeah, the private Facebook group is where it's at for me. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I make a few bucks off that because you got you, you to gotta pay just a little bit. But uh, A little bit. Just a little bit. It's okay. Well, we though. got a cool little group. And I, I don't want to open it up uh, to too many people. But I'm, I'm also thinking uh, if I do open it up, I could actually maybe pay some more bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, tell you, I had to jump in, too, because when you're talking about the Carol Miller thing, and Vinny called her Carol King, which if you fought with Carol King back in the day, that would have been pretty damn funny. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh, that to me, going back, I mean, I was in high school at the time, but, I mean, that was the, the, the one of my favorite things you guys ever did. Yeah. And when you told her, take all the CDs and you put them in the U-Haul and you'll bring them to her house, it's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> we, I, I can't express how insane it was what we were doing because we started playing baseball where – Anthony would pitch in the CDs and I would uh, swing with a bat and we were just smashing CDs every day and they and it was their valuable uh, uh, CD collection. We're like, this is all garbage. We all have these songs. Who cares? You know, and then it got to a point we were fighting so much that management had to get involved and they we had nothing to do with this. And sometimes this gets spun. They made Carol Miller uh, stay in the mail room until we walked by back into our office, and then she was allowed to go down the hall into the studio. And I was like, let her keep fighting, man. People are loving this shit, you know? But uh, they finally got involved. Oh, then, it, was, it was great. And then it was spun that we were the ones that forced Carol Miller to hang out in the mail room until we uh, got back into our office. And that's just not true. We, we loved, loved the confrontation. Yeah. And one day she went and she got enemas for us. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. <laughs> she said we needed a, a good cleaning or whatever. And she, she like just famously threw enemas at us. Like she was really battling for the old school way of radio. And we were battling for the new way. I, it brought back a memory that that guy tweeted that this morning, just before I turned this on. It was very, very important that moment in time for radio. <laughs> So. I had it on cassette for the longest time. So I used to literally yeah. sit by the radio and I'd record as much as I can. I sometimes have to tape over it, but I would literally I'd take the cassette, I'd throw it in my car, I'd drive around, I'd listen to it, I'd laugh my ass off the whole time. Yeah. Because that was, you know, that, that was like an awakening for anybody in their teens, early 20s listening to that stuff. You felt like you were being, you know, part of something that was big. And obviously we'd see how big it would get. But, oh, my gosh, now that Carol Miller thing, I could listen to it tonight. It, it is just, uh, it's still, it's so funny. And you just, when you go like, look, I'll get the U-Haul. You want all these? I'll take all these. I'll put yeah. them in there. I'll bring them to your house. You can have them forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right on. I love that you remember that. That's the one thing as far as uh, the O&A run goes. 
there's not a lot of stuff online from our Boston days, and I got all that stuff. And then um, there's not really a lot of stuff from the WNEW days. Uh, it, it seems like uh, a lot of the stuff that's on YouTube focused on this on the satellite radio years. Yeah, uh, and it's a lot harder to find the uh, the WNEW years, and that was only a quick four years. And man. I, I got to start organizing that better and maybe start throwing some of that shit up on my channel because it, it was a very different show, too, man. Oh, absolutely. Very different show. We had, a, we had to adjust when we went to satellite radio and change our ways, and we were able to be successful in a whole different way when we moved over to satellite. Just a funny thing. So I actually – so I worked for Howard Stern when you guys came back to, right. to XM. And I just, I was, I was an intern. I worked my way up to working in his personal office in his apartment building. And you guys had just come back and they had handed me an NDA, right? right. I emailed the show and I was like, look, I got this NDA here and I don't want to sign it, but I'd love to come work for Opie and Anthony or do something for Opie and Anthony. Right. And I got nothing. I was like, oh, come on. I'm I was sorry. A, we, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> we had so many people that wanted to work for the show. It was it was kind of overwhelming. That was the overwhelming part of the the whole uh, the whole run. It was it was a runaway train, man. And now it's like I'm out here just chilling, looking at the ocean every morning. It's a very very different world for me. Oh, can yeah, you tell any stories that. from uh, your Howard Stern days before well, I wrap yeah. up this thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the end of his run on Terrestrial. So, right. I mean, I was in K Rock, you know that that last that last little stretch, and the last day he was on K Rock or on Terrestrial Radio, that was a crazy day. Stuff that was going on behind the scenes, the lead up to it. You know, they were threatening to pull him off the air a bunch of times. We were having to shred shit behind the stage. I'm sorry if I was cursing. You had to shred stuff behind the stage uh, behind the scenes. But that day, and this is not just to you know say it to you, we battled a group of ONA fans that was outside K Rock, and right. it was the whole thing chanting at the groups that were coming in for the uh, for the Stern show, and it was it was such a sight, and, right. and that to me that was the pinnacle of the time working there. the The bottom part was the pay; the pay was terrible. But yeah. you know, I mean, I made ten dollars an hour, and then the first contract they gave me it was twenty seven thousand dollars a year, and this was in two thousand five. So, how far do you think that would have got me in New York City? <laughs> yeah, when Howard announced that he was going to satellite, he did a big um, appearance. Where the hell was it? It was downtown. Fuck, what park was it in? He was taking over this whole park, and we decided that we were gonna, you know, break into his uh, his little uh, appearance, and so we actually got. Uh, hotel rooms overlooking the park with walkie-talkies, <laughs> and we were controlling the action, and and we were getting our our uh, our fan base or whatever our people to go in there with the the Opie and Anthony signs and banners and the, the XM logos and stuff, and it was all coordinated with uh, the big bosses were involved with this, and we all had walkie-talkies, and then the moment was like go. And then everyone at the same time, you know, marched into the into the appearance with the, with all the Opie and Anthony and XM shit, and uh, it got back to us that Howard was fucking pissed that we we didn't ruin his big day, but we we kind of made it a, a little miserable for him. Oh yeah, you guys weren't liked at that time. I could tell you that much. I was like the uh, the secret listener, me and you know, and the guy, the kid from TMZ, uh, Adam. Oh, remember? I love Adam. Yeah, Adam, I, I was I was interning with him back in the day, and uh, we were like the only two, I think, that were uh, were fans of you guys, you know, yeah. secretly behind the scenes. But I mean, I, I know you got to wrap up. I got tons of stories because it was everything that all the big people say, you know, that come out and do all these shows. 
everything's accurate because it was such a weird place to work, especially even then, too, at the tail end of uh, terrestrial into satellite. What a weird time. But, uh, man, I appreciate you uh, giving me a couple minutes and, uh, and getting on. Oh, right on, Ian. You got you to gotta tell more Howard shit next time I see you, all right? Oh, absolutely, man. Anytime. All right. There goes Ian B. Thanks, brother. You got it. All right. Uh, very cool, man. Yeah, these are just a few of the people from the uh, the private Facebook group. If you want to join us, uh, you just got to click on become a supporter on the regular Facebook page. All right. I think we did it. That was fun. Oh, I didn't even notice. I think some people gave a few bucks today. I appreciate that. That keeps me motivated to do these things every morning. And uh, I think that's it for today, man. This was this was definitely fun. I think I got to start getting more of you guys on the live stream. So I'll, I'll start putting that link in the private Facebook group on uh, a more regular basis. All right, guys, have a good day. We'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning, if not sooner. Have a good day, man. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs>